welcome to Straight from the Muzzle, folks, where we are anything but straight. My name is Space. And I'm Ruby. And we welcome you to our episode, which is about what today? It is LGBTQIA books versus the world are banning books from school libraries. Now, I chose this particular topic because you yourself are a teacher and your wife is also a teacher. And I want to go ahead and introduce Autumn, which is your wife. Hello. The funny Hello. part is she's sitting next to me and I immediately just like did the ta-da, like pointing at her. I'm like, no one can see me. I do that too. <laughs> like, I present a monitor yeah. that's not there. Yes. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually do that when they're recording episodes, which in general. If you had a camera on me, like that. All the time. I perform when no one's around. I've thought about doing that, putting a camera up just so people can see what we look like when we record. Because I move like my hands around everywhere. I'm looking in like a direction where there's no one. Like I'm looking in the corner of a room as if I'm talking to someone. <laughs> It's, it's it's ridiculous, but I've realized that people do it all the time. Yes. Autumn, you yourself are also a teacher. Do you want to go ahead and kind of introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. So I am a special education teacher at an arts-focused charter high school. I've done two years in elementary, three years in middle school, and then this is my third year in high school. So kind of have the whole range with special education. Nice. And you kind of specialize also when we were talking before we were recording with books in general or English books, I think. Yeah. So I've done literacy instruction, like in elementary school for those like skills. And then I've co-taught English one, two, and English three at the high school setting for the past three years. Awesome. That's good. Initially I picked Ruby, but then Autumn came in and we were talking and I'm like, you know what? I can hear Autumn perfectly. I think we should bring her on because it'll be another aspect, another point of view which mm-hmm. literally we all have about the same point of view here. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very wild. I've been this since the beginning. I'm like, hey, <laughs> bring me in. Because this is a great topic. This is a topic that's been brought up a lot over the years, but more so in the most recent years. And it's almost like every week we hear a new or another school saying that we're going to ban these books. And it's really made me wonder, what are these books that are truly being banned? How many of them are out there? What's the process of bringing a book into the library and so forth? And so I think we have a pretty good show lined up for you guys today. It's not necessarily furry fandom based, but then again, our podcast really is is kind of a in between reality and the fandom together. And that's kind of what makes our podcast really diverse and different, but fun to listen Mm -hmm. to because you bring you all these fun little topics. Oh yeah. Now I am not well-versed in LGBTQ books because I don't read. (laughs) I mean, I read like, you know, CNN, I listen to NPR and I donate to NPR. The Ulta magazine. The Ulta magazine that I'm reading. (laughs) (laughs) It's really just like, oh, here's what's in, you know, on sale and stuff, but you know. A little If you guys knew how I shop in general, like on the weekends, I buy hair color because I'm constantly changing my hair. And then I'm all about like beauty stuff. And I'm sure my husband's like, what are you buying now? So (laughs) I'm a shopaholic. Oh, that's like Ruby. Yeah. Yeah. Ruby, what do you shop for that you shouldn't shop for? (laughs) Clothes and trading cards. I mean, literally. But that's literally my entire shopping spree. Yeah. My shopping spree is, well, it's basically Michael's Arts and Craft, Barnes and Noble on the weekends, Ulta, and then wherever else I decide to go, like Five Below or something. Amazon and TCG Player. I've never been to TCG Player, but Amazon. It would shock me more if you had. 
<laughs> because magic it is card. all trading cards, Pokemon, Magic, all those. I would be shocked if you had been on it. Yeah. I should have figured that out by just the pure, you know, initials of it. Dang yes. It. So why don't you go ahead and let's get started here. What I wanted to know more or less is how are books chosen for school libraries? Who wants to go on this one? When I was working at the middle school, I was like really good friends with the media coordinator or media specialist. How she did it is she got the kids involved to see what they were interested in. And then she would pick things that she thought would be interesting for the students, but also diversify our library. And then she made the list, basically the order, and then sent it to the principal. And once the principal approved it, it was purchased. And is that like a general kind of a thing across the board? Or is that more or less just kind of what you find depending on where you go. I think it's more general across the board. So it depends on the county. So like larger counties might do it differently, but most of the time it's the principal because the funds are local to the school and how they want to spend it. And would you say that most principals are pretty strict on what comes into the school and what goes out? That again, I think depends on the principal. Because yeah. like okay. her current principal, I think, would be a lot more lenient than oh, some of your past ones. But also, too, she knows our population. That like too. We have, oh my gosh, we have at least 10 trans kids in ninth and 10th grade combined, maybe more. You can't find a straight boy in the school. Uh, let, let's put it this way. <laughs> the tagline for this podcast works for her school. <laughs> right, think but straight? Basically. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Well, okay. So to kind of fortify that, basically the librarian picks the book that they like, they mm-hmm. run it past the principal to make sure mm-hmm. it's okay. And then they order that book to come in or books. And then that's in the library. So yes. this has and gone through a process. process. Of getting it in the library. Yeah. Wait, wait, is the process of getting it into the library as opposed to the process of the books being chosen for the library? Are those two different processes? So the problem is getting it into the system because you have to tag every book with a code and then it has to be in the computer with a code and it's so much work. So mm. basically the easiest part of this is picking the books and buying them. Right. And then there's that secondary process, which I think is pretty much across the board. Like no matter what you do, it's like mm-hmm. you bring merchandise into your store, but then you have to actually register that merchandise in your store and that becomes a problem Mm -hmm. so what we have here then is we have you know librarian saying i want this book principal saying sure go for it i order it then i gotta put it in the system and then we have people that come up out of nowhere and say well i don't want this book in the system and it goes through a review process Mm -hmm. how long does a review process usually last that is very dependent on just the book how loud the person is again the district and all that but it's board meetings, board meetings. It's bureaucratic at its finest to where sometimes it just never happens. Or someone makes a big enough stink and it's like, oh, you ban it just to keep them quiet and no lawsuits. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like it's, we kind of all agreed <laughs> that it's pretty much, what is it? It's either a Karen getting offended or it's religious view. I think actually after thinking about that, I think it falls under two categories. Religion slash morals. There's bunny ears around the word. Oh, I hate and, morals. And shit that parents just don't want to talk to their kids about. Yes. Simple. Right there. Yeah. Birds and the bees is one example right there. Yeah. Most of the ones that are banned, like especially the ones that are on our topic of being the LGBTQ books, are generally that the parents just don't want to discuss things with their kids. Yeah. And I do want to side note here that like a middle school has a section for YA and has an elementary section too. 
Like they could only check out a book if it was YA once they were like seventh, eighth grade. So there is a limit. Like we're not letting like my middle school is fifth and sixth grade. So we're not letting fifth and sixth graders get it, get their hands on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's so I don't want to like good. misconstrue. Yeah. So if it's a YA book, seventh and eighth graders are only allowed to check it out. Now, sometimes stuff gets slipped past, but most of the time not. Interesting. Yeah, shit happens, but still. It's, yeah. You're not having any of these kids check out like Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. Well, it kind of makes me wonder, is Fifty Shades of Grey in <laughs> any I school? Don't I don't know. I hope not. I actually, if I knew a high school librarian, I totally would love to call them and find out. Because all Fifty Shades of Grey is, is essentially fan fiction of Twilight. So if Twilight's allowed in there, then I mean... It's not that far of a stretch, really. That's crazy. So from this point forward, then it's just kind of depends on who gets offended. And then that's where the fight comes up. Mm-hmm. But this yep. has been in the news for a long time. And it seems like it's more and more based, like they're purposely singling out specific groups. And folks, I hate to say it, but it's a lot of it's LGBTQ and mm-hmm. a lot of it is racism as well. Oh, yeah. And it's really unfortunate. And so why don't you talk about this whole like fact that LGBTQ books are kind of mostly being banned at this point? The most recent stink about it actually started back in October when North Carolina, sadly, my state lieutenant governor, his name's Mark Robinson, decided he wanted to start calling some LGBT books filth, porn, Basically, if it involved non-heteroconformative things, especially when it was transgender related, it was pornographic and thus inappropriate for schools, period. And in all honesty, and if you're playing a home bingo game, he can go sit on a horse stick for as far as I'm concerned. Um, Because (laughs) it is insane. Like, I've looked at some of the books he was marking, and they mention sex. Oh my god. It just... Mind-boggling. For the topics they're covering, especially like the coming out stories and all that, you can't cover them without talking about sex in some way. It's almost impossible. So the big ones he reflected on were Genderqueer, Lawn Boy, and George. And I had never heard of these three, and they're all three in my Amazon cart right now to be bought because they look really interesting. I think it's ridiculous when like governors or, you know, state politicians all of a sudden decide to jump in and get involved. Where were they, you know, what, 20 years ago when this was an issue? Why is this an issue now? And it wasn't an issue then. I know that a couple residents, like, if we look at the article that we're like referencing or whatever, residents complained about it, just basically saying like, why do our kids have access to this obscenity in our libraries? And who is going to be held accountable for this? And honestly, to me, what happened was, is the kid checked out a book, they brought it home, and then the parents saw they're rooting genderqueer. And then they start wondering, is my kid genderqueer? And what does that mean? It's not a bad thing. No. It's not. But It's like when kids discover puberty, <laughs> you know, yeah. they're going to oh, no, explore. You know, you know, the age in in a young boy's life where nothing gets done for like six months. I really, you know, I want to go up to these parents and be like, what have I done to you physically or just personally? What have I done to you to be so offended that I am the bad guy? I want to know. Because it seems like a generalization all the way across the board. What have we actually done to an individual who's raising a stink about this? That is so bad. According to your family, sweetheart, it is being transgender is offensive to their worldview. And so I cannot exist. Yeah, here you are. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Science. Interesting. Science, bitches. Science. <laughs> it's just... It's, tr- it's true. It's totally true. Yep. Pharaoh's dad is a flat earther. And I'm just Ooh. like, I want to take... I want to like win a ticket for you to go like blast into like Jeff Bezos' rocket just so that we could prove a point and that's it. I found it won't prove anything. No, because then they'll be like, well, I was drugged or, you know, this is a conspiracy. So it will never All you can anything. say is that they rode on a giant space dick. <laughs> it's the camera lens. Ah, uh, space yeah. dick isn't on there. Isn't on. Okay, the- space cock. That's what I think. Because no way. Yeah, cock is on there. Yes, there's a lot of cock that's on there. I, a lot of these guys have to clear a lot of cock off their internet histories when they have to erase it when their wives show up home. <laughs> it's so true, though. It's on there. <laughs> So I want to say that a lot of like books that are being banned or making the news are usually coming from Republican led states. If I'm, is that an accusation yeah. that's too loud or is that, do you think so that's it's interesting? Our governor is a Democrat. Our lieutenant governor is Republican because huh. we vote on them separately. They are not on the same ticket. Interesting. And I'm not saying that like all Republicans are think this way and all Democrats mm-hmm. think this way. It's just kind of like a general, like yeah, you see I it like in you. these Southern states, you see it in, you know, like Texas, which is clearly all about, I want to hang a gun on the side of my hip and, you know, be able to like, you know, do what I want to do and not have, you know, any responsibility. For yeah. Me. I get to do whatever I want to do. But if you go against what I believe, that ain't happening. Yeah, exactly. I'm and it's- you up. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, well, can you give me some ideas? Because I might be into this. Yeah. <laughs> you about broke autumn. I get shot straight up right there. <laughs> yep. I don't know. That one gay person in Texas would probably be like, yep. Yep. I want to jump in on this. <laughs> I love how Texas always gets brought up, though. Like every time it's Texas. And I'm like, I feel so sorry for Texas. Because it's, it's an easy target. Unfortunately, it it's such an easy target to go mm-hmm. for. Oh, we could so talk about Arkansas. We could talk about Kansas, all these other places. But they're not as fun as Texas. Yeah, but I'm sad to say that I'm really depressed in saying that North Carolina is one of the ones leading it too. So yeah. <sighs> yeah. So why don't we talk about some of the books that are being banned just in general? Okay. You guys kind of really shine in this area. And I'm going to kind of just, you know, stick to my ultimate magazine on this area. Um, I'll just listen and pipe in when I want to. Well, I almost shit an igloo when you mentioned like a Maya Angelou. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know why the cage bird sings. Yeah, I almost shit an igloo when you said that. Okay, so like I said, I don't read books, but the fact that one of Maya Angelou's books just got banned outright. I mean, Maya Angelou is a huge inspiration to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It just seems really weird and kind of odd that this book would be just banned outright it's a poem it's a poem but still it's Maya Angelou she's one of those humans that I can one of those people I can say if they write really something, the it, it, it automatically if they write something it's automatically in yeah period if we discovered a lost book by Steve Rogers it better be printed and it better be in a, in a school library I don't know why when you said Steve Rogers I immediately thought of Captain America yeah yeah I did too. isn't that his name <laughs> Yes, it is. (laughs) I'm talking about Mr. Rogers. Oh, I always say Mr. Rogers. I never say Mr. Rogers. If if Mr. Rogers, if we all of a sudden found a lost book by Mr. Rogers, you would. Oh, there. I don't think anybody would dare try to ban it. Uh, Well, someone would, but good luck. Not only is he honestly the purest human being ever to walk this planet, he is also a what was he Catholic or Baptist preacher? Catholic. Catholic preacher. I think. 
No, he wouldn't be Catholic. They never had to move from church to church. I swear, though, if a book by Mr. Rogers, though, ever got banned from a school or anything, I would flip my lid. I would become the worst gay Karen you could imagine. The worst nightmare. Is that when we get to have you with completely blonde hair? You know, that like swish over blonde hair? God, (laughs) no. And then I'll be like, I'll rip off my wig and be like, ah! (laughs) Totally super cyan moment there. <laughs> you know what? If if that were to happen, we just all need to gather up, all dye our hair a different color, but get blonde wigs. Oh my god. And we could be called the gay Karen army. <laughs> so when we're ready to go, we rip the wigs off and it's the rainbow. Karen colored. brigade. That's it, yeah. <laughs> if you ever just see like a super saiyan like light shoot up into the sky all of a sudden, you just be like, oh shit. Space <laughs> is pissed. <laughs> Just know that. It's not someone else. It's me. Anyways, besides the point. Yeah, but the books that I've seen that are getting banned, like the obvious ones, there are some old ones like, you know, Huckleberry Finn. All those have been banned for race reasons. But yeah, the LGBTQ, there's like a lot of books. There are good books. Yeah. When I was looking up the list of being reviewed, LGBTQ and anti-racist books that are being reviewed by book banners, one of them is called... Where to go? Come on. Where is it? All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson. It is an LGBTQ and a black author. And I'm ordering this book as soon as I can because it's very interesting. It is a teacher's pick. By Amazon. By Amazon. It's a teacher's pick. It is a young adult. So it'd be high school. And if you go to the reviews, all the one and two stars, they'll just say it's porn because it mentions sex. Wow. And it's like you're talking about a person's coming of age story. And there are just some things you can't. You can't do it. It needs to be talked about. But the problem is, as I repeat earlier, now parents have to talk about, hey, what are they talking about? But will we talk about it? Exactly. Right. Like, oh, don't talk like, um, what is it? Abstinence education. They don't talk about masturbating. And I'll tell you, there's two types of people in this world. Those that masturbate and those that lie about it. I never understood. I I get that concept and it's kind of just, it's the same kind of a thing where parents get mad at you know, let's say the BDSM community, but then they're probably the ones that are doing it behind closed doors. So it's like, I don't get this doesn't make sense. It's weird. The highest population of people buying Fifty Shades of Grey were housewives. By, were housewives. Yeah, because they were lonely. And in all honesty, Fifty Shades of Grey is the most amateur book if you're reading up on BDSM. Yeah, I could give you a list of websites you should go to, Yes, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? All those list of websites that you would get send them to teach them, I can do all of it. <laughs> nice. Hey, 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 look. Nice. DL. Hey. Keep it on the DL. Nah. I was looking on the Amazon list that you had given us to look at, and I noticed that mm. one of them called George is a scholastic book fair, kind of like a scholastic gold yep. book. It's one of the yet, ones ready to be banned. Yeah. I don't understand that because scholastic, I'm sure, has their high standards and they're mm. everywhere. I remember going to scholastic book fairs and always getting the ones that they would recommend. It seems a little odd that this would be banned of all things. I mean, honestly, it revolves around the opinions of the people. Like you said, this is, this is one of the ones that is being targeted in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's about a boy named George, but she knows she's not a boy. She knows she's a girl. So it's trans. So that's against we're primarily Baptist in this state. Oh. That goes against that. And that's most of what you find in the South is 
the religion plays a part in. It's not who you are. It's now against God. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. Yes. And that's for some people. Some people are different. Like I've met some religious people who accept trans because God made you who you are and you are different. But the majority that I know and are related to believe that way. Why don't you guys talk about the books on the list and maybe some other books as well and kind of just briefly summarize if you know them, what they're about so that our listeners can get an idea as to why these books are being banned by other bad people. Not all of them are. I just went through and found like the top rated. And also when you go through the negatives, like if you hit the reviews and you go down to the one stars, they all Every single one of them. One of them I put on there was Last Week Tonight, Life of Marlon Bundo. I have that book. It's just a funny-ass cute book. and I It really resist. is. Yeah. It's making fun of the actual book. <laughs> I know, and I, I don't own it yet, and I'm disappointed in myself as a human being. Oh, it's a, such a good book. But almost all the one-star reviews talk about it being indoctrination or forcing children to read about being gay or insert any expletive that I don't want to say in there. It's, I mean, God, I hate to say it this way. No, I don't. It's overly religious people that say, oh, you're indoctrinating my kids because it's different than what they're learning in church. Yeah. These are all books saying it's okay to be yourself. Not even, it's okay to be gay. I need that on a t-shirt. There are probably t-shirts out there, there but are. I was about to say, you own one. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually have a t-shirt and I've just not had the guts to wear it that actually says make America gay again. But I live in the South and I would get shot, so I don't wear it. I have one that's from Brandon Rogers' channel and it just says, move, I'm gay. <laughs> I haven't worn it outside the house because I watched it once and it got short, but it's yeah. a funny shirt. But all of these are essentially about learning about yourself. Yeah. And every one of them are getting flagged and just it's like, oh, it's porn because it mentions sexuality or it's mentioning these people having sex or talking about sex when they're under 18. But that's what they went through trying to figure all this out. And it's again, that thing of people trying to basically and I know this is another one on the bingo board, but them trying to basically make morality a law. It's these are my morals because God says that they are, and no one else can learn about these things. There's a really good books. book in the list called Gender Identity Workbook for Teens, mm-hmm. and it's a good book. It's wow, gender identity. No you know how hard it is to identify yourself, especially when you're a kid? Yep. It's hard. Kids are growing always, and so it's good for them to know that there's certain things that they can ask themselves and certain things that they can look and ask about. Mm-hmm. Because if they're not given that kind of, what do you call it, education, that right mm-hmm. to explore, what kind of people are they going to turn into when they get older? You're going to get frustrated teens that mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is the case, but I I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't one of the cases. You're going to get a frustrated teen that comes to school one day, and then you're going to hear about it on the news. And I think you guys all know what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. Don't got to tell me. Uh -uh. But I interrupted you, Adam. I interrupted you technically, but yeah. So (laughs) my whole thing, so I've taught at a large county in North Carolina, a small southern county in North Carolina. That was the middle school. And then now I'm at a high school, like I said, in the larger county, but we're a charter. And what... I find interesting is the openness that our kids have. So I think that how we have LGBT teachers, so I teach there, I'm now a lesbian married to a trans woman. We have another lesbian who works there because a lot of these kids met my husband 
three years ago when I started working there. I had one student literally go, I'm really glad that she found herself. Yeah, and, Most of these kids met me three years ago yeah. as a male. And I think only a handful of people have slipped up even the slightest. Yeah. And that's where we have, I mean, we have kids who change their names every other month. They go through pronoun shifts. Like our school allows them to go through these changes and work through them. But we still have kids who have anxiety. It seems like coming to school, we have a student who he's a ninth grader and he showed up after being gone for like a month just because of anxiety of coming to school. And he was wearing a skirt and fishnets and looked cute. But as soon as he walked in the door, he told our front door person, our secretary, he was like, oh, I'm I'm just trying something out. So it's that immediate, I have to justify. And that's where our school doesn't do that, but the outside world does. It's that fear too of just, Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're holding back as adults and doing certain things in certain situations, can't imagine what a kid is thinking. It has taken a lot for me to come out. And honestly, I'm on quarantine right now and not able to substitute like I usually do. Mm-hmm. And I miss the school. Oh, I it's do. It's killing her. They're, it's killing me. They're, I love it there. The atmosphere is great. And as I said, I walk in and I'm me. That's it. Yes, I get called Miss by everybody. It's, it's one of the safest places that I can be out to anybody else if they have a problem. And I've told this to my doctor as well. It's that I don't suffer those people. I don't suffer cowards. Yeah. In all honesty, they can kiss my lady dick. So, bingo she card. She had to hit another bingo card. <laughs> yep. Well, and too, ah, so teachers aren't... The problem is, is that charter schools, you can be a little more loose. I very much, when I was at the middle school in the small county, I mean, religious, you know, we were in the South. I had Totoro. Like, I had anime stuff all in my room. I had video game billboards. Or what are those things called? Poster boards? The bulletin Posters. boards. That's bulletin it. Yeah, board. posters. Yeah, bulletin boards. Yeah. Oh, I made a whole bulletin board look like a Pac-Man board. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was just, I was so diverse with that. And then at like my high school now, I don't have to do that because it's accepted. And not saying that like I had to act out, but I wanted to show my elementary and middle schoolers what it was like to be a 25 year old nerd that you could still be a nerd. You could still do this. And I've always been age appropriate, honest with my kids. And that is where I think teachers need to start moving. And that's the, what these books are trying to do. Uh-huh. They're trying to be age appropriate, honest. And that's what we need. Well, even in the flip side, when I was doing my internship last semester, I was at a public school. I walked in head held high. It's like, y'all want to say something, bring it. Yeah. Because I'm also a huge fan of this person, but the lead singer of the band, Axis of Awesome, Jordan, she's trans. And she made the comment one time on her live stream that not everybody can be out and loud. She can. Well, no, she can. And that's why she's doing it. I'm the same way. I have nothing to lose. Bring it on. All you can do is try to hurt my feelings. I've said worse to myself. Try me. I've been getting a lot of emails to the Talk to the Muzzle account. A lot of these kids are coming out and they're now saying like, I'm different. I'm not sure who I am yet, but I try to express it. And my friends will say certain things. And I'm like, well, they're not your friends if they're not by your side. And that has been a proven fact, no matter how old you are. And I've always told at the end of my emails, I always say, embrace who you are. Never be ashamed of that. It is important to recognize you are who you are. You are unique and you're special and you should be okay with that. 
But I also have to say, unfortunately, if you're under a certain age, you know, and you're still living in your parents' house, unfortunately, sometimes you still have to follow the rules of what your parents want you to follow. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to say back into an email because I really want to encourage these kids, but I also don't want to, you know, step on the nice. And so that's something that as a teacher, we have to navigate. It's so really hard. It is mm-hmm. very hard. So we have students who want to go by a different name, but their parents don't know that or they don't accept that or they want to try out this pronoun. So it's always like before meetings, sometimes we have to have that conversation of, do their parents know? Yeah. Before I send this email, what name do I use? What's really cool though, in North Carolina, Power School, which is where the grades are handled, uh-huh. now has a preferred name section. So- oh. We have a name change form. So legally, your name might be John Smith, but you want to be called Susie Smith. So in Power School, it will say Susie Smith. Mm -hmm. That's cool. It is such a win. Like when they added it, it was such a win for our kids because the thing is, is everything else, their email, Google Classroom, everything shows Susie Smith, but Power School still showed John Smith. That's cool. My college does the same thing. Everything unofficial has my name on it. Everything that's like official has my dead name on it. But the dead name uh, stuff is the legal stuff that has to have it. Financial aid, transcript, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But my email and everything shows my name. Everything I post in class shows my name. And it's definitely a big help. It's interesting. You'll get there one day. You'll get oh, there. Yeah. It, is, it is legal. That is the thing. They are legal documents. So you have to be consistent. They have to be searchable. So and also, I understand it. And also you only do it, it so many times. So we have kids who go through names. Like, I mean, you go through a favorite food sometimes. It's ridiculous. And so you legally can't do it, but like three times? I think, yeah, it's two or three. Yeah. Except for, you know, marriage and last names. That's a whole other kettle of fish. So with all these books, and these are great books that kids should have access to, you would think the one place that would be safe would be school because, you know, once they go out, they're with parents, they can't really get certain things. But school is supposed to be a safe area where kids can go and be themselves, even if that means that being at home isn't being themselves. They can go to school and have that confidence. Mm -hmm. That's what I've heard a lot in a lot of like, articles and a lot of podcasts. And it's a good thing to hear. What's saddening is that a lot of these books, while they are, some of them are just, you know, books where it's talking about how Sally loves, you know, Susan in this particular case. And it's a cute, fun book and it's good to read. But there's other really good books up there that help kids, you know, navigate and figure out who they are as a person. But if those books are taken out, there's no resource for these kids to go and use. Mm-hmm. There's tons of resources for, you know, regular kids out there, you know, that, you know, muscle build or go on the sports team. But there are other kids out there that want to explore other things. And those resources are being pulled from them. Mm-hmm. And that's really sad because, like I said, kids are always growing and they should have the right to explore now within a certain range. Now, yes. Autumn, did you already talk about that? How like kids, I think we talked about it maybe earlier or maybe not because I have short term memory apparently now <laughs> where, you know, the kid wants to get like an older book they can't they have to be in a certain grade yeah so elementary, did we already talk about that or was I think that we some... did a little bit okay. it's mainly for middle school because middle school is that weird thing where yeah. like i said my middle school was fifth and sixth seventh and eighth and because they didn't plan for enough classrooms for fifth grade at the elementary school they had to throw the fifth graders with the middle schoolers so it was very interesting but most of the time ya's are like for high school 
eighth grade, 7th grade, depending on age. And then elementary school is all of your like chapter books, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there's even like, there was some that Ruby added to this list. That's, it's a kid's book. Like it's an elementary school book that talks about accepting a transgender sibling. Yeah. I'm like, that's really cool. That's really neat. Oh, the um, Jack Not Jackie or is over here. Because um, I know Jack Not Jackie was very highly recommended. My awesome brother. That too. My awesome brother. Yeah, so it's my awesome brother. I love the artwork on the book. Yes. Mm-hmm. It has a trans flag. So it's a person riding on a bike with the trans flag behind it. It's by Lies Francis. Lise Francis? Hopefully I didn't butcher the name too much. Lise could be. Because it's got that weird it's got the e on the hyphen. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Hyphen? I don't say the hyphen. It, it's on the book, not the title. Uh, we'll say oh, L. Yeah. Francis. How's that work? That works. <laughs> that usually works. So I can't find a specific article about this. So you talked about school being a safe place. And in some places, they have discussed having teachers report to the parents if there are any gender abnormalities, like a girl mm. acting like a boy. Or non-heteroconformative. Or... Basically non-heteroconformative things. I can't find the specific... I don't know if it was North Carolina where it, it was talked about. It was. but And so that's where school is supposed to be a safe place. I wiped that from my head. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And in the moment, like, and as a teacher, I was like, I don't care. I will go back to a county. And if you tell me I have to do that, you might as well fire me. I'm done. Interesting reviews about this particular book. My brother, or the what was it called again? My awesome brother. My awesome brother. So I looked in the one star reviews because I was just seeing, I wonder if there was like any like, you know, this is bad for my kids. No, it's really interesting. There's a one star review in there that says this is an important issue to teach to children about, but this book is written with the artistry of a sledgehammer. I don't recommend. Another person said, this is a really dreadful book. Hmm. I'm lesbian. I bought this book for my non-binary transgender seven-year-old child who was trying to figure out their gender identity. But this is completely child-led. It just talks about how a trans brother is accepted, but there's no journey, no discovery whatsoever. So I guess like to each person, you know, it depends on what you want to take from it. Mm-hmm. I think this is a cute book for a kid. If you want to teach your kid about a journey, maybe this is not the book for them. Yeah. Yeah. There is that of you have to simplify it down to its most basic. Yeah. You really can't like do the more complex things because their maturity has to catch up mm-hmm. with exactly. it. Let's go on to a really interesting topic. So we have these books being banned left and right, whether mm-hmm. they're LGBTQ, whether they're, you know, from black authors or Asian authors or whoever writes them. It's the interesting fact that there are books in the library that completely should not be there for kids. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yet they're okay to read. Well, I mean, they're still okay, I think. But I mean, it's just ironic that they would call out and say there's sexual content, mature content, violence in these LGBTQ books. Mm-hmm. But then we look at these other books that are totally within kids' grasps and we wonder, is there a double standard? I think so. Mm-hmm. So yes. let's go over those. Let's go over these. There's a lot of fun reference. I'm going to leave the first stuff. one open until the end because, oh my God, I love it. But yeah, go for it. Well, like when you asked me to come up with these, the first three that popped in my head, which are on this list, were the Harry Potter, the Hunger Games, and the Twilight series. Of course, yeah. Harry Potter, literally every book has a kid starting at, what, how old was he in Sorcerer's Stone? 
Uh, 11. An 11 year old all the way up to what, 17? He was 18, 18. 18. Yeah. Putting his life in not just some danger, but mortal danger at all times. Now, yes, this is a bad one. And I'm pretty sure someone is yelling at their streaming service of choice saying that it has been attempted to be banned more than probably any book you can imagine because, you know, witchcraft, but sorcery. That was the reason. It wasn't about the kids being yeah, in danger. It was morality. It was about witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Which- Actually, someone went back and rewrote it. And I need to refine oh it. Yes, they where took it's out all the magic. Harry, they took out all the magic and made it all God. I have the link somewhere. It's I bad. would love to read that just to see how bad it is. If we had a camera on me, I'm flailing. Like I'm over here um, like, no, 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 don't make me think about it. Uh, the Hunger Games, quite literally, is a game where children are put into a life or death I mean, it's death. Let's battle by the government. And they slaughter each other. Like, yeah. There's, in fact, keep, oh man. It's Squid it's Games before Squid Games. It's to keep the divisions in line. I cannot I'm remember not gonna, what the sections are called. Dang it. I'm not going to lie. There, Yeah, the different districts. I'm not going to lie when I say in the first movie, I actually cried when she made a bed, like a grave bed for the girl, the little yes. girl that oh, was Oh, the killed. book is so much. I wish you could read the book or you need to listen to it. The book scene is so much better with, dang it, what's her name? I really love Hunger Games. Like that's the thing, but I read it as a high schooler. Yeah. Like it's a YA book technically. Yeah. But like middle schoolers can get their hands on it and it's a little. And I mean like Twilight where you literally have a high school girl getting pursued and essentially, and I think like, yeah, basically hunted by a multiple hundred year old guy. I don't care what he looks like. I don't care when he was turned. He is multiple hundred years old. He glitters. Not to mention what's his face that, you know, rips Jacob. off his, sh- yeah, rips off his shirt and becomes like this super sexy looking guy. Okay. Th- there's at that's least allowed. He, at least he's her age. True. True. Okay. But let's not go in. Okay. Now let's go into the third, in the fourth book. Let's go into the fourth book. I have read past where the first Where he paragraph. imprints on her daughter. Yeah. There's that. Where Jacob imprints on her half human or all human. She's all vampire. vampire. She's basically she all vampire. I think she's all vampire. Uh, I don't. No, she's not all know. vampire. She's half human, half vampire. I've read the books. Darn it. I've read the books for a really long time, and I read like one or two of them, and then I'm just like, I can't. I don't see. I just can't. I'll watch maybe like one movie, but I just can't do it. That's but, the problem. Yeah. I liked them as a teen, and then as an adult, I'm like, that is such bad relationships. I know. <laughs> it's to- it's totally bad. But yeah, it's there's Acting literally that that's in there. So you can't say anything against that. And mm-hmm. again, not to get it's yeah. And not to mention that Twilight is the base story for Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, pretty much. One yeah. on here I just now thought of and I wonder, are there any Star Wars fiction books? Quite a few. Yes. Okay. Those Actually, the can Star get. Star Wars is a whole series. Yeah. Well, Star Wars yeah. in itself, if you ever like, oh my gosh, one time I went into the, just like the city library to look for a Star Wars book, and there was a whole two aisles dedicated to random authors I've never heard of, but they're all these Star Wars books. And I'm like, yep. I don't even know where to start here. I guess maybe I just want a picture book. That's yep. what I got. I got a picture book, but there's a lot of violence in those. Well, I mean, so I read them from an extremely young age. This is not shocking because of my taste in things. Yeah. But the Goosebumps series, at the very least, they're elementary. And oh, while, yeah. yes, they're not extremely gory, they're designed to fuck with you. They are. Yeah, they are. They are. And I'm by the way, uh, I just the realized that was, a, that was a bingo card. Um, 
<laughs> but Stein wrote them to basically they're the intro to Stephen King. Oh my God. I haven't even made that connection until now. They basically are. I mean, Arl Stein is Stephen King minus the drugs. Stephen King light. That is crazy. Yeah. Take Stephen King, remove the cocaine, and you got Arl Stein. Oh my God. That's like a, like my mind is just like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's 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 the truth. It's you have I mean they're not gruesome but you have a day at horror land where there's literally demons going to consume an entire family. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Night of the Living Dummy 2 uh, where there's literally a possessed doll trying to kill their owners. Now I have to say we have to think about when this was written because one of the books we have on this list that has like violent sexual content and stuff like that that's not been banned is 1984. And when I was in high school, I read that in high school. Now that's a college level book. They have restructured it to it be college level. So I think if like R.L. Stein was writing those now, they wouldn't be elementary. Anymore. Well, I mean, the funny part is, is 1984 is allowed, but Animal Farm isn't. Yeah, that's is true. Don't get me wrong. Animal Farm is, in my opinion, far gruesomer than 1984, but it's told yeah, from yeah. the point of view of cute animals. Everything's better with cute animals. It really is. Yeah. That's why they made- water, What was it? down. Oh, I was going to say that the Happy Friends or whatever. Oh, Happy Tree Pals. I love that. That is like, <laughs> it's one of those like, uh, what do you call it? Guilty pleasures. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. I love it. Maze Runner, you put on here, is another good one. Yeah, so Maze Runner is similar to Hunger Games. I mean, I don't know the full synopsis, but I know that it's basically teenagers running in a deadly maze. Yeah. And so I think if they get out, they win something. You're about to hear clicky clicky because I'm going to look something up. I'm looking up well, and then there's a whole series too. And if you watch one, maybe you got to finish watching all of them. Yeah. One I've never heard of. What is Night? So Night is by Eli um, Wiesel. Eli Wiesel. And N-I-G-H-T, is, not the other one. Yes. N-I, yeah, N-I-G-H-T. Basically, it's his memoir of the Holocaust. So he is a Holocaust survivor and he recounts his time from the ghetto through Buchenwald, through Auschwitz and being Incredible liberated. Incredible read. It's amazing. Mm. It's a very good book. Our freshmen read that. And so what's very interesting is that from last year to this year, it got moved from freshman to sophomore year. And so now my current sophomores aren't going to read it. Or no, no, it was sophomore. No, that's what. Never. I flipped it. Sorry. It was sophomore, and now they moved it to freshman, which I'm like, I don't understand. Interesting. Yeah, because to me, I read it as a freshman. So I'm like, I could see that. But our sophomores really handled it better. And so now our current sophomores won't get to read it. And I'm like, you need to read this. How's the school rating work or grading in your school work? Is it freshman, sophomore, junior, senior? Or do you skip it? Okay. No, we have freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Yeah, so we have like English 1, freshman, English 2, sophomore. Yeah. Okay. In California, it goes K through, let's see, K through eighth grade. No, K through six, seven and eight is junior or middle school. And then eight, nine, 10. Is it eight, nine, 10? No, let me think about this. God, it's been so long. It's so weird how it works. K through six. Right. And then there's seven, eight. Oh, yeah. Nine, 10, 11, 12. Okay. So, yeah. But here in Utah, it's different. It is K through fifth. And then it's six, seven, and eight. 
And then it's 9, 10, 11, 12. That's how we are. And it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, can't just all be uniform across the board, please? And they do trimesters here too, which is, oh, so They tried that space. That's called Common Core. And mm. no one liked it. That's a whole other podcast. Oh, yeah. Heads up. Lord of the Rings is 12 years old and up. The Lord of the really? Rings trilogy. Yes. Because that thing is violent as fuck. I was surprised when Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. came out. It wasn't rated R. Yep. <laughs> Technically, there is no like repeatable violence. Yeah, and it's more or less like you know sci-fi and all that kind of stuff, but or fantasy. But still, there's a lot of violence in there. Yes, (laughs) I can't be an elk and go kill a dwarf or something. No, yes, you can. Yes, but if you recall, Dungeons and Dragons have taken heat since day one. So there's kind of your if you wanted to go with like the double standard on it. Lord of the Rings, okay, Dungeons and Dragons. Not okay. And Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love watching the things about people going, well, this is this is Satanism. How? Yay. Oh, <laughs> that's another. That's I know, I know, episode. I know. One of the podcasts. God, Romeo and Juliet. I mean, yeah. love by suicide, right? Yeah, worst love story ever created. Which our kids always freak out about when we read it because they're like, oh my God, she's 12 and he's 16. And I'm like, okay, think about it. You only live till 30. And yeah. people forget yeah. that happened over the course of a weekend. No. Yeah. Men on Friday, dead by Sunday. No, no, no. Men live till 30. <laughs> Women survive until death by childbirth. That is true. <laughs> we got Macbeth on there. That's another one. Not necessarily totally violent. It's just there's some violent acts in there. Yeah. True. We left Oedipus off of this. I, a, I couldn't remember how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't ask the person who read it. Like, I know. All right, let's Oedipus. talk about it. Oedipus. Oh, Go for Oedipus. It, the classic tale of avoiding your fate and sleeping with your mother and having kids with her. I mean, so it's, Tuesday it's a, it's in West Greek... Virginia. Yeah, right. Tuesday in West Virginia. <laughs> oh, that was the constant. Those were the jokes running through the school. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, so it's a Greek play. And Greek plays are all about don't avoid the gods. And right. so Oedipus tries to avoid his fate of killing his father and sleeping with his mother. So he runs away from his home, cough, cough, bunny ears. And then he ends up killing some random person on the road and becoming the king of thieves and his father the king of thieves cough cough who he killed sent him basically cut his ankles as a child so he would die in the hills like he would get eaten by animals yeah and so it's like basically because they try to avoid their fate it just happened but there is incest yeah you also have got to think about like king arthur those books and stuff and those tales who those are interesting <laughs> i love them what they are there Frankenstein. Frankenstein's an interesting one. (laughs) I was surprised you put that on there. So I've heard this constantly from one of my seniors. She was like, why are we reading this? It has incest in it. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, I read that book. It doesn't. It's his non-biological but raised together sister. That's the love interest. So yeah, so he's attracted to his sister, but they're not related by blood. Yeah, But they were raised together as siblings. Yeah, it, oh, it, oh my God. it, it, was it so flirts funny. on was, that line. She was on it. She was like, this has incest. And I was like, calm. Gosh. And if we were going to talk about like going back on the Greek stuff, there are a lot of Greek things that are just like, for instance, the sirens. Okay, let's just think about this. We're teaching kids, you know, about this in Greek mythology that you got these. I'm going to go ahead and say they're whores on the island and they're calling <laughs> for young men and other men to come and visit them on the island. Of course, they die. But like, it's seduction. I can sum up every single one of those stories. The sirens are literally like street. I call them streetwalkers. They're just, you know, prostitutes on the street. That's what they are. Modern day prostitutes. 
but you don't survive. I can sum up every Greek story in just one line. Mm -hmm. And then Zeus got horny. (laughs) That sums them all up. That's, I think, almost every one of them sums up to that. But the one on the list I skipped, and I got to tell you, as an atheist, if this ever came up, I'm so using it. The Bible is in school libraries. Is it really? Yes, it is. And you know what? Perfectly fine with that because it's, it is religious freedom. You can have it. Fine. But if you want to talk about if you're going to ban books because of sexual content, violence, immorality, death. The yeah. Bible is like the keystone. Oh, yeah. Bible is like the perfect example of how to do things. Yeah. So, and yeah. it's super religious. And that's just, you know, aren't we supposed to keep religion out of? Probably the only reason that no one bitched about that one is because no one's actually ever read it. Someone this is what you. religion should be. Religion. Religion. <laughs> religion should only stay in the home. It is taught by parents and that is it. Should never enter school whatsoever. Nope. No, it has no place there. technically it doesn't. So that's the funny thing. Technically it doesn't. So I taught sixth grade social study. And that was the hardest thing for me. Because it's world history. So you're talking about Mesopotamia, Egyptian. The question is, is how accurate is the Bible actually though? Oh, I have no idea. If we think about it, if we're thinking of the Bible as a history book, well then why isn't any other book that's fiction out there also a history book? The Bible has equal parts historical fact and pizza in it. See, I didn't teach the Bible with the sixth grade. Like sixth grade is when you talk about the different religions, like Egyptian and stuff like that. And so it was really interesting where... I was teaching majority Southern Baptists who were like, wait, multiple gods? And I'm like, yeah, this is just, this is how they believed. Instead of one all-encompassing being, this is it. I don't know how other teachers taught it, but again, I'm age-appropriately honest with my kids. Age-appropriately honest. I, I got it. Like I'm slurring. You're ter- oh my God, I'm rubbing off on you. I know. <laughs> oh. It happens. Yeah, but like the Bible's there. But yeah, so for the most part, religion is kept out of schools when you teach it. Now, like from a teacher perspective, teaching in the South, we kind of prayed sometimes before staff meals, which was interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I always took it as a good excuse why everybody's not paying attention. I can get closer in line. Yeah. Huh. So those are kind of like just a short list. I'm sure anyone listening could think of a lot of books that, you know, raise controversy, but no one talks about them. Nope. What about books that are banned or formerly banned? Like Moss. Um, Mouse. Mouse. I put that you. one on there. It is still banned, but it is a, I graphic guess the novel. best combination is it is a graphic novel, but I think it falls into the same category as Animal Farm and Watership Down, which Watership Down is a kid's book as far as I know. A graphic one. Never said it wasn't, but Jeez. it covers the Holocaust from the point of view of mice living in a world where I think controlled by cats. And you know, it looks very interesting and it's graphic. Guess what? The event it's covering is graphic. If you go back and read Night, it's pretty damn graphic. Yeah. Because the event that it's talking about is really fucking graphic. (laughs) Yeah, that's one thing. Eli Wiesel does not mince his words. No. His purpose behind writing it was so that the event would not be repeated. So, you know, if you're banning stuff... For the reasons like I cannot stand, you could ask Autumn, I cannot stand the Netflix series that was spawned from this. What was it? The book 13 Reasons Why. Oh, I've never seen it. it. It's about suicide. It's not that I have a problem with the topic. It's hard for me to. So 13 Reasons Why. I've watched the Netflix series. I didn't watch season two or haven't finished all the way. Basically, it's a girl who commits suicide and she leaves 13 tapes. And those are her 13 reasons why she did this. 
and it tracks the level of the kids being mean. So her being ostracized, kids saying she's a slut, basically the bullying that occurred that basically led her to be so far separated from everyone else that she felt like this was the only option. I love it because that is something that I've seen. Like currently we have a kid who's kind of going through that where they're being ostracized. Uh. At our school, which makes no damn sense to me because who ostracizes us? Like, what? It's weird. I really like it, though. But it is a topic, and Ruby doesn't even like like Dear Evan Hansen, like the play. Uh, I know the play, and then I know that it came out in a movie, and all my go friends were like, movie. you should go watch it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's it's a sensitive topic, and I don't want to watch something like yeah. that. I'm yeah. sorry. I just I can't. But 13 Reasons Why is banned in schools because it bases around suicide when in reality that is one of the most needed books because kids that's what a lot of kids go through know about it but there was a book i read in middle school about cutting Mm -hmm. i cannot remember the name of it oh my goodness but i read a book because the cover looked interesting and it was about a girl who cut and her going through therapy for it is it to, no, it's not to write love on our arms. No, that's a different thing. That's an organization. Yeah. That's an organization. But to write love on our arms is- it falls under that category of, or it, what is it? There's one, a lot of the reviews on the LGBTQ books are basically, my kids are reading about it, so thus they're going to become that. Yeah. So the logic no. is with 13 Reasons is my kids are going to read about this, so they're going to think about committing suicide now. And there's um, actually same some, Same with yeah. before, my kid plays Doom, so they're going to go shoot up a school. That's kind of a open topic there. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that one can that really go either way. way. <laughs> so I found the book. It's called Cut by Patricia McCormick. It's funny because I would have just not knowing what it was. And by the last name McCormick, I would have been like, oh, is this about like cooking, cooking and spices? <laughs> mm-hmm. 13 Reasons, I think, is one of the what's actually me saying parents don't want to deal with a topic. So they just go, no. Yeah. And what's really nice. So I want to put like kind of a silver lining on it in a way. We went through a lovely, I mean that in all sarcasm, mental health training where it's how to be like mental first aiders with teenagers and high schoolers and one of the things is is there's that connotation like ruby said is if we talk about suicide they're gonna commit it or they're gonna do it we talk about this it's gonna happen and that was what i love they said in the training the one part of it that i like was that's not true we need to talk about this and that's what i love is it's talking about it because that should be done at school Because where else are you going to do it unless you do it at your house? And most of the time, that ain't going to happen, sadly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's go to the next I was about to get. (laughs) So with all that being said, like, this is something that just generally happens regardless, whether it's relating to LGBTQ books or, you know, books that are, you know, written by, you know, black authors or whether it's, you know, a toy from a shelf that got yanked because someone thought it looked like a penis. This is what happens when all of a sudden something is pulled from the shelf. People want it. It's a lust. It's an instinct that people just have to have. And so when it comes to banning books, if you ban a book, let's say just like a general LGBTQ book, what what was one of them? George. Mm -hmm. If you ban George from the library, then what's going to happen is kids are going to start looking it up online. They're going to start researching, trying to figure out what it is. Where can they get it? Where can they buy it? They're buying it because it's not available anymore. And now they're learning about all this controversy that's going on. 
maybe controversy you didn't want your kids to know about. And so by doing that, you're kind of creating this firestorm of just constant spending or things that kids go after. And the problem with that is that while it helps boost the book's interest in the public eye, and it also makes money for the author, it's doing it in a very misleading and unfortunate way. It's now making the book not be what the book was supposed to be about. It's not becoming a learning tool, something that a kid can look into. It's now becoming, I have to read this because it's a hot, trendy topic. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's really unfortunate. And this happens all the time in different aspects of life. Like you said that there was something called video nasties. The video nasties list. Yes. What is that? That is a, I believe, originally a Great Britain, kind of similar to the LGBTQ books. In Great Britain, one of the people in, I guess, the political environment there decided that horror movies were causing people to be violent and they were morally wrong, basically. So they created the video nasties list, which are, I think it ended up being 13 videos by the end of it that were illegal to own and watch. Yeah. One of them being the Evil Dead series. I think Cannibal Holocaust is Well, Cannibal Holocaust. And there are. There's some on there that are like, Cannibal Holocaust is graphic as hell. But it's your right to watch it. It's actually a really (laughs) good movie if you can stand it. Trust me. But like Evil Dead is on there. What? Yeah. The Evil Dead series is on there for being too graphic and gory. Okay. Weird. I can think of a dozen videos and and movies that that are probably worse. (laughs) Prohibition. Talk about Prohibition. I don't know if we said it, but yeah, these fall under If You Ban It. People want it. Yeah. So you ban alcohol is the 18th Amendment. If we have any non-American listeners, I hope we do. But the Prohibition Amendment 18 banned alcohol. Yeah. Do you think people stop drinking alcohol? Hell no. It just got become more popular. That's how you get NASCAR. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I wrote an entire paper on that one. That's so funny. Prohibition and shine running led to NASCAR because it went from we're going to build a car that can outrun the cops to my car is faster. So... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. That's nifty. Yeah, but and that's the, vi- the thing. It all went underground. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, like uh, the video nasties list, you're watching them underground. It's now secretive. And so kind of going back to what you were saying, Space, if we ban these books, like now it's all underground. So now the kids are going to hide reading them. Oh my God, I can't let my parents see. I can't let this person see. And so instead of talking about it, it's now we're being shunned. We're in the dark. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, at this point, here's the question you should be really asking yourself, whether you're a kid or a, a parent that's listening. If you're confused that your child brought home a book and you're wondering, oh my God, is my child going to turn into this? Wouldn't you be more confused if your child brought home a book that you put up a stink about that was banned and now they're hiding it from you? Wouldn't you rather have them just be like, I got this book and you're just like, huh? I mean, I don't know what's worse, you know, like <laughs> if I mean- my child came home and I'm I'm like, wait, you're reading this book? I don't think that's appropriate to my child coming home and hiding a book in his backpack and reading it, not knowing what it is, but knowing that it could probably be something potentially worse. And that's something else. I mean, back in, actually, it was freshman year of college. If you've ever heard of it, it's by the author Kelly Armstrong, Women of the Other World series. I've read every book a hundred times. Not even kidding. It's a werewolf romance novel. Oh, I know you like werewolves. Very good. And but it's the kind of 18 plus, the, is there the, some steamy scenes? The third, oh, and, the third and fourth book are called Industrial Magic and Dime Store Magic. Those are on my bookshelf when I was home from college. My mother flipped her shit saying I was having books on witchcraft. Oh my God. I'm like, 
Mom, it's she wouldn't even the let me Bible finish. The Bible is witchcraft. <laughs> Come on. And the other thing is, I've purchased her the book. I've purchased the book Bitten, which is the first book in the series, for her to read. Yeah. She's got to read it. But she jumped on the train to read Twilight, and she thought it was one of the best books she's ever read. Oh, my God. Seriously? It was the Twilight series. My mother has read the entirety of the Twilight series twice, but she will not read Bitten. That's... <laughs> I fill in the grammatical standard. Yes, But, yeah, my mom flipped out when we said we weren't saying the Lord's Prayer at our wedding. That took some tricky shit to get out of that. Oh, my God. God, that was horrible. But yeah. And the thing is, you have to ask yourself, it's probably easy to answer which one parents would rather have. Do you want the kids to come home with a book that you go, hmm, should they? And you read it and discuss it with your kids? Or would you rather them just sneak it and when you find it under their bed, you get to yell at them because you said no and you don't have to discuss a thing? Interesting. It a comes back. It comes. It comes back to I don't want to parent. You're <laughs> going to force a conversation either way. I want to create a crotch goblin and not be involved in it. <laughs> I was going to take a drink of water, but I can't. <laughs> not after crotch goblins. I know I've got crotch problem. Goblins? Oh God. Crotch goblins. I've got crotch, crotch goblins. But a book about STDs. No. <laughs> Oh, God. About unwanted well, I mean, come on. We all know that crotch goblins are at least an 18-year STD at best. Oof. Yes, I went there. But it's like there's a list of video games that are banned after events in the world. Their sales went up. Grand Theft Auto, Doom, Quake. And Grand Theft Auto, folks, you're not going to want to like break into a store by, you know, playing a game of Grand Theft Auto. You're going to learn that on the streets. You're going to learn that from influences that you probably shouldn't be around. That's where you learn that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. The game was basically based off of that kind of stuff. I go play these games because I can't do this in real life. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's so stupid. It drives me to uh, completely insane because you're banning all these and you're either telling these kids that being like this is wrong and offensive. You make it so that they are too afraid to talk about it because obviously it's wrong right or you're making them do it behind the uh, this is the best best way to say it you're making them do it in the closet where they might not be getting the best information and nope. putting their lives at risk because the friend they met online tells them everything they want to know and oh their friend isn't the same age as them yep and then the parents get to go oh well see that's being gay is bad because see what happened it's like no because you're a shit parent i mean even coming out to my own mother i had to leave clues for her because god forbid i i, I actually outright came out to her <laughs> there were no clues that needed to be led for my mom <laughs> it's pretty obvious my mother outright said to me she would have rather me said i was gay because she knew how to handle that wow yeah that's fucked up. and i will tell you that is the best case scenario it was it was the best case scenario i mean this is the woman who looked at her and when she said like you were what in your early 20s teens? um yeah nineteen twenty. and basically said hey i've kind of contemplated suicide and she went how dare you say that and make me feel like a horrible mother wow that's even worse so yeah when i say that i'm quite passionate about this i'm not kidding so to kind of bring like this episode to an end, but kind of summarize over certain things, it's interesting that LGBTQ books are in the spotlight once again. They always have been, but they're more prominent now because of a lot of movements that are going on. It's weird to say this, that it's both a good and a bad thing 
that we're being launched into the spotlight again. Mm -hmm. It's bad because we're taking away resources for kids that may actually need these resources or just more diverse books for them to read other than the standard stuff that they already have. But it's good because it gives us a chance to educate the public. And if there's anything we need to do more, it's educate the public more about the community. Mm -hmm. I feel like if we have more outreach programs and we have more, you know, being more involved with everything, there's a better chance for things like this to not happen in the future. I'm sure there will always be books that are banned and they'll be for ridiculous reasons. But if we can do the education and helping our community understand, and sometimes there's really nothing you can do. Sometimes you are going to have a situation where Ruby's mom pretty much did what she did. And you're going to have that and there's nothing that you can really do about it. But as long as there's like a path that we can always educate, there's a good chance we can reduce this happening in the future. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. I want to thank Autumn for coming on and, you know, talking as well. You're welcome. I love, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the yay. No, I love it. Like that was the funny thing is Ruby's like, oh, we're doing this topic. And she's asking me questions about like books and all this other stuff. And I'm like, why don't you bring me on? Like, Yeah. And yeah. then I literally tell Ruby, I'm like, we should have Autumn on as like a, as a guest as well. Cause this is perfect. Cause you guys should are both be doing teachers. commentating anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I do. I commentate for the background because she records in the same room as me. And it works. Yeah, it it awesome. works just perfectly. Yeah, it's a good, I mean, this is a great topic and there's probably more side tangents than we should have had. But, you know, I think it's overall, I think, a good mm-hmm. listen. But if any of you guys have any questions about LGBTQ books that are in your library or things that are being banned, you're maybe you just, you're kind of curious and not quite sure if it's a book that's okay to read or not send us an email. Let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know your situation at your school. And I'd be more than happy to pass on emails to Autumn and Ruby as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Yeah. definitely. And this is just because I love the organization. If you need information about LGBTQ and you're younger, (gasps) thetrevorproject.org. I love the Trevor Project. I swear by it. And yeah, just that is the best place in the universe to start if you need help. It really is. So I've always wanted to volunteer at the Trevor Project, and I'm not sure if they have a center here in Salt Lake. But if they do, and I find out, I'm going to volunteer because I've always wanted to help in that Mm -hmm. specific sector. We've all been there. Oh, yes. So who better else to give, you know, a little bit of advice or counseling than those who've experienced it. Mm -hmm. So that's not a plug for Trevor, the Trevor Project, but we all, I mean, that's, I think that always comes up in an LGBTQ plus episode is the Trevor Project. Hashtag not sponsored. It's a good, it's (laughs) it's a good overall starting location. So absolutely. Anyways, thanks for everyone for listening. Uh, You know how to reach us, email us. That talk to the muzzle, find us on Twitter on From the Muzzle, or click on the link below to join our Telegram group. Other than that, thank you, Autumn, for participating. Ruby, thank you for being available, even though it was Always. in the most odd way. <laughs> I mean, I'm stuck at home right now. I can record 10 episodes if you needed it to. Sweet. That might actually come up. So, uh, (laughs) bummer. (laughs) He's actually going to take me to it. I'm stuck at home until the 14th. Oh, that sucks. I'm stuck at home until the 21st. It's been 12 days. My kids, like, my kids are like, yay. And I'm like, I miss you. And they're like, we miss you. And I'm like, I know. This whole thing sucks. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I wish COVID was done. I'm so done. It's never going to be done. (laughs) Anyways, folks, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. See you. Bye. Bye.